Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action, helping others, and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. We're back. Cool show today. Um, Julie and I have been writing down the questions that we get most frequently from um, podcast listeners, but not just listeners, but also coaching clients in general. Um, I didn't tell you, Julie, the uh, podcast. I think, let me look. I think we are now clicking over to dashboard to take a peek. We have, we are uh, going to be over 4 million downloads soon. And the total uh, listenership on a regular basis is now in the firmly in the mid 120s, 122, 125. Uh, some days it's over 130. So this is our podcast. This podcast, because all of you guys have has become the number one listened to podcast for agents, number one listened to daily podcast for agents. And uh, yeah, thank you for that. It's pretty cool. I mean, this is something we look forward to doing. <laughs> this is something Julie and I actually like doing. We probably spend way too much time talking about doing the show. Um, and uh, coming soon to a YouTube screen near you, we're actually going to start doing the show live in front of camera. And then we're going to stream from YouTube and Facebook at the same time. The podcast will continue to work. Some of you want to watch us on video where most of you want to just listen to us on your Stitcher or iTunes or whatever, however you're listening to us. And that's fine both ways. I personally listen to, uh, I don't know, consistently probably five different podcasts. And what I do is I just, I have them playing in the background while I'm working. And I suspect many of you are the same, but for those of you who do want to watch video, that will be set up. Hopefully I'm hoping in the next 60 days, uh, 60 days, a lot of work to get a studio properly set up, but there you go. Um, another quick reminder, those of you who have requested free coaching calls, we've added capacity. So now we can give you a free coaching call. If you go to free coaching calls for agents.com sometime uh, this week, for sure, you can have a free coaching call. It might be um, the next uh, three days, but I think if you go right after today's show to freecoachingcallsforagents.com, we can get you scheduled in the next 24 hours. So freecoachingcallsforagents.com. And remember, when you guys do um, just simply request a free coaching call to speak with one of our new member coaches, you will also be given six of our books, one of which is The Real Estate Treasure Map. Uh, Real Estate Treasure Map is your fill-in-the-blank business plan. And the other book that a lot of people like is the... Um, what is the other book? Oh, Think and Grow Rich for Real Estate. You're given that one as well. So those are fantastic books that you are given immediately just by requesting a free coaching call. On your new on your free coaching call with one of our new member coaches, you're going to be hearing um, obviously a little bit about our coaching programs, but mostly the point of the call is to help you guys with your lead generation. So that's going to, what the focus is going to be. So Julie, I believe that before we get to our first frequently asked question, you have um, some folks you'd like to acknowledge from Facebook. You got it. And this is from one of our newer Premier Coaching members, Wendy Lynn Day, who posts a great picture of her open house, but open house with a twist. She writes, I did my first ice cream open house today. Cost me 100 bucks for the ice cream truck. Great opportunity to reach out to past clients, market on Facebook, and I got two solid leads out of it, thinking this may become a habit. So, yeah, it's not just all about prospecting and marketing all the time. You guys are adding, you know, this element of not being a secret agent 
and not just having an open house, but doing something fun like this where you can also invite your past clients, other people in the neighborhood. And we always get really great reports about this. It's getting to be that season where you can do it. And as she wrote, it doesn't cost you that much to make it a lot more fun and get a better turnout. And of course, she got two great leads out of it. From Angel Anderson Cutshall, who had specific homework from me about a week and a half ago when I spoke with her. Uh, her challenge is that she's got she's raising a young family and her kids are doing all kinds of things all the time uh, sports games and she's running them around and she was challenged by finding time to actually quote do real estate well I challenged her to stop being a secret agent and talk about real estate all the time wherever she was so I love what she put together she writes on the Facebook page ready for my boys baseball games this week and she has I can't quite tell what's in the bag it looks like maybe popcorn or some some kind of treat bag and it says on a little baseball card your referrals are a home run in my business and her phone number and her email address so go angel cutshaw for you know stop being a secret agent when you're out and about there's leads everywhere you just have to be frosty and talk about real estate and then say well, yes it's my pleasure to help you so those are some great little facebook postings for our premier coaching agents and then just one quick uh, book review, if you are newer to our podcast and you're not sure what I'm talking about, or you've just been procrastinating, just go to Amazon.com and type in Harris Rules Book, and you can download to your device, you can get it on Audible, or you can just get your regular, normal book, good old-fashioned soft copy. So here's a, a quick but fun review uh, from Brian. Brian writes, I am new in real estate. I started January 1st of this year. I was encouraged by my broker to not get discouraged to quote, not get discouraged if I don't have any deals closed within the first six months. I was told that this is normal. This was not okay to me, so I made the commitment to not let this happen to me. I immediately started looking for podcasts and books to read, and Tim and Julie Harris popped up. I bought a soft copy of Harris Rules and the ebook version. I listened to the podcast every day as I read through Harris Rules. I attribute part of my success in the past two and a half months to Tim and Julie Harris. I am currently 80 days into my career and have three pending sales and two current active listings. Now that's the way to start out a real estate career. So nice job, Brian, and thank you for attributing some of your success to getting started with us. That's what we're here for. And yeah, it, it's not okay to wait six months to have an income in this business. So back to you, Tim. I just thought that that kind of tied into our show today. It does. So Julie, I want to talk, uh, for the first question, we get this question a lot, especially this time of year. And I'm going to summarize the question. So the question is, Tim and Julie, I am not on track for my goals this year. I've fallen way behind. I haven't really gotten started. I've, you know, again, I'm summarizing the type of question that we get. We get this in about a hundred different flavors. The usual, you know, it's funny, the, the way this question usually comes in is somebody will ask, what should I be doing? It's a podcast listener, not a coaching member. So they don't know what the heck they're supposed to be doing, you know, because they haven't joined coaching. And so they'll ask, what the heck should I be doing? I'm, you know, I'm tempted by, should I be focusing on my website? Should I be focusing on my logo? Should I be focusing on this, the other thing? So people are telling me to spend money on this and the other, and I'm supposed to go to this conference. I'm supposed to be buying leads on Facebook and just all this confusion that happens. And so as a result of all that getting ready to get started and never really actually doing anything, a lot of agents miss the year. And let's just be honest, guys, you don't have 12 months really to sell real estate. I was just talking with Julie about this. It's kind of crazy to think about this, but here we are basically May 1st. How many actual days do you have left this year to really truly work, to get something accomplished, to make money. You don't have, you know, eight months left or seven months left. You really don't. You really, realistically, if you work it backwards from the back, from the end of the year going forward, 
there's not going to be too many people that want to do business with you in November, December. I'm not saying you won't do transactions, but I'm just saying you're going to start facing the avalanche of we'll just wait till next year uh, objections on buyers and sellers. Happens every year. Then if you roll it back to October, usually people take the last week of October off for Halloween, which is crazy, but there it is. And then September, who knows? September could be a uh, half of it could be a wash because of the fact you have you know, kids going back to school. Sometimes they go back in school in August. August is often a vacation month. And you could, you guys keep, you know, 4th of July, if you're in the United States and June, kids get out of school. And oh, then now we're back to May. <laughs> so May is a good month, generally speaking, because there's not a lot of distractions. But if you really truly were to take out a calendar and you were to mark the days that you're going to be working versus the days you're not going to be working, well, okay, fine. You can you start there. That's a good place to start. Take out the vacations. Take out the time spent with your family. Take out the whatever, okay? Now, how much of that time where you think you're going to be working, the rest of the world won't be because it'll be, they'll be on holiday. They'll be celebrating Thanksgiving. And then, you, then if you actually look at the number of days you have left to work to actually get something done, you're not talking about seven months. You're talking about realistically, if you're really being realistic, maybe 120 days. Because other than those, uh, on those 120 days, if you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing, you're not going to make any money and you're going to lose the whole year. You might walk into something, a buyer from an open house or something, but for the most part, you have literally lost another year. And you guys, so many of you, that's your cycle. You, you make a little bit of money, then you sit around basically twiddling your thumbs, looking for the next you know, silver, shiny object to chase next conference, next guru to tell you, you know, how to go about, you know, earning real estate uh, commissions and blah, blah, blah. I mean, it is, the, our industry is inundated with people that are trying to sell you the easy button. That's not what we're all about. So for those of you who have already started, you know, realizing that the best part of the year, we're in the midst of it. And if you're not earning money now, if you're not service to others now, the market's going to get by you and you're going to lose another year and you're panicking. Good. Stay in panic mode. We have something for you. Panic mode is not a bad place to be, by the way, guys. Panic mode is your body's natural reaction, a physiological reaction to fear. And you should be fe feeling fear. So with that fear, generally speaking, most people experience tunnel vision and they need to focus in on one thing. And the one thing we want you to focus in on is following the 90-day massive action plan. And the 90-day massive action plan will put you into massive action, thus the name, in the next 90 days and will get you making money. It works every single price range, every single market, every single agent, it'll work for you. So if you're not on track, some of you don't even know if you're on track or not. So, you know, some of you are way ahead. I realize some of our top elite coaching clients are having their best years ever. You guys, you can't just assume that you're going to continue to have your best year either, ever either, elites out there. You too have to stay drilled down or you're going to lose momentum going into the second half of the year. So this is the just doing it part of the year. This is the doing it when you don't feel like doing it part of the year. This is the work part of the year, not the kick your feet up on your desk and congratulate yourself just because you had a good first quarter time of year. This is the drill down and stay focused and doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level time of year. There's, this is not the time of year to be introducing new ideas. This is not the time of year to be worrying about your team, your logo, your brand, your all this other bullshit. This is not the time of year for you to be doing anything other than staying in production mode. Otherwise, you won't make any money. Julie, am I being clear enough with that very frequently asked question? Yeah. Well, you know, they do tend to gravitate towards these creative distractions when they're getting a little off track, like, 
Is it time to change brokerages? Is it time to brand? Maybe I'd upgrade my website. All of these things that really don't matter, at least not on the level of being profitable. Remember, pro profit is your product. It is time to get to work and to stay at work. And I, you know, it's great when our, especially our elites and certainly our premier coaching members have like their best month ever, the most money they've ever made, maybe even in their life in one month. But, and that's fantastic. We like to celebrate those victories with you. However, it's our job as your coaches or future coaches to remind you that that's a great best month ever, which becomes an K 60 days and probably, you know, about averages out if that's the money you're making over 90 days. And for so what some she's of saying you, is after because you, you're dragging it out. Jules, yeah, go ahead. You're spending too much time celebrating a good first quarter is what Julie's trying to say. And you stop basically doing what you're supposed to do. So you guys have it end up having a great month. And because you ran out of listings, because you're listless, you stopped uh, prospecting. That means that that great month, as you spread it out over the next three months, because you haven't created enough revenue for yourself, it just becomes a great month that had no impact on your actual life because you needed to spend that money to pay the bills for the months that you didn't have income coming in. That is something that you guys can stop doing if you work consistently. So that goes back to the free coaching calls for agents.com, free coaching calls for agents.com. And we drill down on basically in the free books you get, definitely grab real estate treasure map and really think uh, the think and grow rich for real estate too. That's more of a mindset book, but really the real estate treasure map is where your focus needs to be. And that's going to make it so that you will know what you're supposed to be doing every single day. So frequently asked question number two, Julie. Yes, well, so frequently asked question, we have a choice of questions to go to next, but let's say, let's address the broker thing. How do I choose a broker? Now, number one, we have done entire podcasts on this, so we're not going to take the, the rest of our call, or I'm sorry, of our show today on this, but some thoughts for you, and I want you to, to elaborate on this as well, Tim. Many times agents make commission the only factor, but it shouldn't be the only factor. Other things to consider. Who is the most prominent brokerage in your marketplace? Well, this may or may not matter depending on where you are and what your goals are, but I always like to, to remove the objection that you may hear, quote, I've never heard of your brokerage. That assumes that you get the call in the first place because there's not a great objection handler to the no-name brand. So when in doubt, if you have great choices, go with the one that somebody's heard of. Another thought for you, are there locations that attract walk-in business? We don't want you to ever depend on that, but it can be a bonus depending, maybe you live in a neighborhood that's got new construction all around you and there's a really prominent brokerage that's on the entryway to that subdivision. That might matter. Culture and leadership, are they a fit for you? You know, there's certain offices you walk into and it's like, you know, they do real estate and they also like repair cars on the side and it's in kind of a questionable strip mall. How do you feel about the culture and the leadership? Most times when you guys are interviewing three to five different brokerages, one of them will feel particularly better and be the right fit. It's almost like looking at houses. There's one that stands out. Um, what would you add to that, Tim? Because, you know, they usually lead with commission being the main thing. So we coach a lot of the brokers and office managers it's just fancy we're very lucky with the office managers and brokers that we coach and a lot of them um they spend a lot of time trying to make a perfect work environment for their agents but the agents that succeed and i don't mean to diminish what the brokerage does for the agents but the agents who succeed are not dependent on the brokerage and that's something you have to realize especially if you've not been in this business for a long time or if you blame your lack of success on your broker it's not your broker's fault it's your fault 
you're a business owner. You happen to work underneath because of the license law in virtually every state. You work under a broker. So as an individual agent, it's your job to determine your financial future, not your broker's. Your broker's job is to support you. The broker is in the agent business, and this is the mindset of the most successful brokerage as we, we uh, coach. The brokerage is in the agent business, and the agent is in the housing business. I know that's not legally how it works, but you guys get the mindset approach to that. I'm going to say this again. Your lack of success is not because of your, your brokerage. 99% of the time, it's because of you. We, you could bail on your broker and go to a different broker. You're going to take with you the same exact set of problems. And the problems are you don't know how to, you don't know how to proactively lead generate yourself. You don't, know how, you don't have a listing presentation. You don't have a pre-listing pack. You probably don't have any of the things that are necessary for you to be competitive. And you thought that your brokerage was supposed to do those things for you. Nope, that's not their job. It's your job. So that's a blessing and a curse of real estate. The blessing is you can set yourself up and earn as much money as you want to. That's kind of cool. Not very many jobs out there like that. The curse is you have to set yourself up and try to earn as much money as you want to. So you're responsible for your own outcome. And, and many of you don't like that. You want to find something external to blame for your lack of success. That's the reason that people join coaching is because they're looking for their path to follow. And their broker has told them, hey, join Tim and Julie because they're going to give you an exact step-by-step and how you should go about building your real estate practice. And that's what so many of you guys have done. Next point, Julie. Well, let, let me hover there for a second because someone, so many of our podcast listeners and certainly our coaching clients have said to us that they think of us as their de facto broker because they're looking for that path. And I wrote, I, we were going to use this question tomorrow actually, what should I expect from my broker? I wrote down basically what you said. It's your broker's job to provide a legal place for you to do business, handle earnest money deposits, and pay you on time. That's it. You've got to be, if it's meant to be, it's up to me. It's not their job to generate leads. It's not their job to transaction coordinate, negotiate, or put fires out for you. So, I, and I added to my notes, thank you for that, uh, that you just said your broker's in the agent business, you're in the housing business. So I think that makes a lot of sense. Uh, now, here's an interesting question that we probably could do a whole podcast on. Should I join a team? Is there an, ever any reason that a solo agent should actually join a team? Well, I wrote down the positions. That's kind of a broad question. So if you are considering joining a team, there's different things to think about as a transaction coordinator. Maybe for some of our listeners that makes sense because they can you know, work from home. They know they're not ever going to be in sales, and they want you know, that kind of a uh, relatively solitary lifestyle. And they love pushing paper and doing deals like that. That might be right for some of you. Then we've got the buyer's agent position, the assistant position, licensed or unlicensed, and then the listing partner. Here's a question for you. What are your income expectations, and what kind of time do you have to commit to the job? Why are you even having the thought, should I join a team or not, in the first place? What would you like to add to that, Tim, in terms of agents that are kind of thinking about, maybe it would just be better if I join a team? I mean, I, I always say don't even consider it if the team you're looking at doesn't have very consistent listing inventory all the time, because they're not going to be able to be consistent if that's what you're looking for. Go ahead. In most in most cases, when someone asks me that question, I tell them no. And and the reason that they want to join a team or they're thinking about joining a team is because they want somebody else doing lead generation for them. That's really the bottom line, because they don't know how to generate their own business, and they think the biz, You know, if you guys have only been in the business since 2007, you think it's normal to buy leads. So you're just looking for the broker or for the team that's going to basically throw the most leads at you, right? Isn't that what most of you think that are thinking about joining teams? Well, what I'm here to tell you is, A, that's not going to really work long term because most teams are making no money. 
B, you that's not going to work long term for you because you're never going to have the sales skills that you need to stay in real estate long enough to really make a difference. You're always going to be dependent on somebody else feeding you. Is that really what you want? Is that the reason you got in business yourself? So the answer is for most of you, and I get the appeal of wanting to join a team because you think it's a half measure, and that's really what it is. It's you not being completely in business for yourself, and so you're just putting one toe in the water. Well, then you're going to get exactly what you're getting with commensurate with the risk you're taking, which is virtually you know, no risk and no reward. So don't be surprised when working for a team as a buyer's agent uh, doesn't work out. What we want you to do, day you get your license, focus on becoming a listing agent. We did, and this is back when Julie and I were in our early 20s, and we sold over 100 houses our first year. Now we're in our mid-40s, so it's quite a ways ago. But the point is, is that it doesn't matter what market you're in, what price range you're in, you can become a listing agent from day one. Why the hell can't you? Just because no one else is saying that? Well, who cares? Do what others have done to be successful Focus all your best energies on becoming a listing agent. When you have listings, you have leverage. That's the heart and soul of what we coach you guys to do is be listing agents. So no, we do generally speaking tell you not to join teams because we want you to put your big girl, big boy pants on and learn your own skills. And then as you take more listings, then you can don't form a team, don't say team, but add a couple assistants. If you want to call them team, fine, but just add folks that will assist you so you can focus on taking more listings. If you don't want to work buyers, once you have enough listings, what we call the real estate magic number, that's a podcast we did. Make sure you go back and listen to the real estate magic number. Just go to timandjulieharris.com and you know click on uh, podcast at the top or just go subject uh, in the uh, search bar and just put in real estate magic number or go to iTunes, same thing, or Stitcher, same thing. And uh, you'll listen to how you can come about discovering what your own real estate magic number is. That's the number of listings you need at all times to accomplish your sales goals. Just focus on that. I, I'm, what we're asking you to do, what we're giving you permission to do is be myopic. Myopic means you have tunnel vision. And what we want you to focus on every single day is becoming a powerful listing agent. Because everything that you want, that you are hoping to experience as a result of working for yourself and being in real estate, and those of you who've been in the business for a while, all the struggles and the pains and the hassles that you're experiencing, we're giving you, I don't like the word permission, but we're giving you permission to stop doing those things and focusing on becoming a listing agent. Would you rather have 50 buyers or would you rather have 10 great listings? Not a single one of you listening who've been in the business for any amount of time would choose the buyers over the listings. So it's even worse when you go to work for a team. It's even more compounded when you go to work for a team. So stop, and by the way, why exactly do most people form a team? So they can focus on listings, right? So they can focus all their best energies every single day on listings so they don't have to screw on fires anymore. Why don't you just, you know, do what they're doing and go focus all your best energies on becoming a listing agent. Learn the skills that are necessary to proactively lead generate. And when you do, much of the stuff that burns through your money wastes your time and makes you loathe real estate will evaporate. That's what we're all about. That's what the real estate treasure map is about. That's what our coaching program is about. Next point, Julie. Yeah. And if you have any doubt that you can do it right out of the gates, remember at the top of our podcast, the book reviewer who said, what did he say? 80 days in the business, three pendings, two active listings. Yes, of course it can be done. So you uh, touched on this a second ago. Let's stay on the team thing. Should I form a team? Well, you know, you hit the nail on the head. Why do people think about that? So they can concentrate on listings. And I'm reminded, you can, maybe his name is at the tip of your tongue, but about a week or two weeks ago, you had a great interview with uh, an agent in San Diego who was doing, I mean, he's, I think he's number one in San Diego, 
had virtually no team and was very listing heavy, didn't go down any of these, uh, well, temporarily went down those rabbit holes, but decided not to form a brokerage, not to have a big team, and is still killing it in San Diego. So he's another great example. And well, but Julie, Kyle Whistle, yeah. and so, but his, but also other people too. If you look at all the mm -hmm. most profitable real estate agents in the country, many of them have got, suffered through the whole team fad, thinking that was the Shangri La, discovered that they make no money, and what they've done is they've gotten, and this is what Kyle is talking about, they've gotten rid of their teams. The big movement, guys, isn't to build teams, whether or not you believe it or what you don't look. Don't waste time trying to uh, convince yourself of that. Just accept it, and because it's been it's been tried and true since the 90s. Teams are not profitable. Teams do not result in you having less work and less risk and more money. That's a myth. They result in you making less money, having more work and more risk. It's, so it's the exact opposite of what you think. Focus on becoming a listing agent. And then when you have a listing agent, have two or three assistants that work for you to help you service the sellers and make the sellers incredibly you know, in love with you. And if you don't want to work buyers anymore, refer those buyers off. Refer them off for 30%, 40%. There's agents out there that will stand in line to take a referral from you for a great buyer for 40%. You can choose not to work in the nights and weekends anymore when you're a listing agent. So should you form a team? The answer is no. Why should you not form a team? Because generally speaking, it's not as profitable as you just focusing. Now, are we arguing semantics? Yes, because we're telling you to have two or three assistants once you get up and maintain your real estate magic number, because at that level, guys, when you're just focusing on maybe your magic number is 20 listings at all times. When you have 20 listings at all times, you're probably going to have eight in contract. If you're selling real estate in Columbus, Ohio, that means you're going to make $64,000 a month. Making $64,000 a month, year in and year out, you're going to be able to hire someone to manage your transactions, someone to go out there and, uh, you know, the lockbox and the sign and take pictures and do all that stuff. That is how the most successful agents in the country, and we measure success by profit. A lot of you measure success by numbers of units sold. Number of units sold is almost irrelevant. Do not think that the more houses someone sells, the more profit that they make, because history has proven, this is not Tim and Julie's opinion, it's proven that that's not true. Most teams, guys, make a 10% before expense profit, or I should say revenue. Most brokerages make less than 3% revenue. Most teams, or rather, most real estate agents who run their businesses, like what we described, make close to a 75% margin. So here's an interesting thought for you. An, a team leader who, whose team is earning a million dollars in commissions, putting this in perspective, guys, will earn maybe, if he's really efficient, 200 grand. So you guys are celebrating some team that's earned a million dollars in commissions. Woohoo! Great job. Not a lot, not, that's not a small accomplishment. Someone worked their butt off. You know, someone took a lot of risks. Someone worked a lot of nights and weekends. A lot of people did. There you go. They make a million in commissioner, 2 million in commissioner, 20 million. It doesn't matter. The team leader is going to make on average about 10%. So let's say I have a million dollars in commissions. Let's just scale it up a little bit. Let's say the team leader did, you know, sold some of the houses themselves. And let's say they make uh, 150 grand. So the team leader who, who basically ran the team, took the risk, took the time, of uh, you know forming this team of paying to have the leads generated having to worry about whether or not the leads were crap or not i just was reading on inman that there's some suit against uh, move.com because of the quality of their leads i mean the quality of the leads that you guys buy for the most part are absolute shit and you know it and you keep doing it because you don't know there's an alternative we're the alternative that's what we're telling you to do when we ask you to become a listing agent 
So what happens is that the agent who has the team who earns a million in commission makes about 150 grand. Well, if you follow our business model, in order to earn 150 grand, which I, I mean, that's a great, that's a nice number amount of money, but you can earn way more than that in virtually every market in the United States, you'd have to sell maybe gross around 225 to 240, and then you're gonna make the same amount of money. So here's what our industry does. Look at you know Bob's team, they earned a million dollars commission. Let's celebrate them. Let's get tattoos of Bob's team on our arms. He's the greatest thing since sliced bread. And here you are in the same office where you earn 225, 240 grand. Nobody, they give you a plaque. Congratulations, you know, Betty. You know, we're gonna celebrate Bob. This is Bob Day. Well, guess what? You earned the same, Betty earned the same amount of money in her pocket, if not more, than Bob actually did. And what does our industry celebrate? <laughs> they celebrate Bob, who basically sold a ton of houses, but really, you know, made no money. And the other thing that's interesting about the Bob types is they spend all their money because they're addicted to this ego. They're addicted to seeing themselves, you know, as being mini Donald Trumps or whatever. I mean, there's political overtones to that comment, but, you know, let's forget before he was president. You guys know what I'm saying. There's a lot of puffery, a lot of ego that's associated with uh, someone who wants to be a top producer because they were doing it for the attention, certainly not for the profit. But I think, honestly, what I've noticed is that there's a whole generation of agents again, who've come in the business the last 10 years, well, more like 11 years, 12 years, who don't know there's a better, clearer path to follow because our industry is so stoned out on some of the silliness, the teams, the branding, all that stuff's been around forever, guys. None of this stuff is new. The buying leads at the level that it is, that's new for the past 10 years, but nobody's telling you guys how to make a profit. You're all assuming that you're gonna make a big profit the more houses you sell. It's not true. And that's what some of you guys are discovering the hard way. So listen, we went a little bit over time today. I'm going to encourage all of you guys to request a free coaching call. Free coaching calls for agents.com. If you need Julie and I for anything, just go to, all right, I'm, you know what? Here's our email, tim at timandjulieharris.com or julie at timandjulieharris.com. Email us directly if you have any questions, if there's anything we can do for you. Um, we have a lot of great guests coming in the next 60 days, a lot of, um, you know, authors and, you know, big team leaders that are downsizing their teams, people that have actually become very wealthy. You know, so uh, the next question that Julie didn't get to, but I'm going to cover it really quick, is why is it that we drive so much towards profit? Why is it that that's the focus? Because ultimately, we want you to be rich and not the politically incorrect rich that so many of you have images of in your head. Rich is a simple definition of where your money works for you, you no longer have to work for your money. Where your money works for you and you no longer have to work for your money. That means that you're going to buy things that are going to produce passive income for you. Investment properties are obviously the easy button for many of you. Investment properties that are paid off, those become assets in most markets right now. If you had five or 10 of those things, you are essentially making so much money off of your cash flow and appreciation. It's, and there's no end in sight for that, guys. I don't see any reason from a demographic perspective to believe that there's going to be any setback in real estate prices. We, but you can't enjoy the long-term benefit of owning that uh, real estate unless you yourself are earning enough money net profit to purchase real estate. It doesn't just happen by accident. You have to do it by design. And if you're not gonna do it that way, you're gonna be an older agent who's still having to hustle, which is unfortunately the case for literally of the 1.3 million members of the National Association of Realtors. I think the average age now is 60. Does that tell you something right there? So listen, you can make a choice, make the smart choice. 
Make the choice that's going to give you a better quality of life. Make a choice that's going to put more net profit in your pocket. That's going to allow you to basically get rich where your money works for you. You no longer work for your money. Makes sense, doesn't it? Isn't that the reason you guys got in the real estate business? So if you need us for anything, it's Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. You guys have a fantastic day. We'll talk to you on the show tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Thank <laughs> you.